Broadcasting from Hollywood, it's the official On Air with Brandon J podcast. What up, Brandon? Welcome to On Air with Brandon J. I'm joined by some of the cast members of the new uh, feature on Amazon Prime in Tubi, Sasha Lanes. I've got Tico and Patrick Fawcett. Tico and Patrick, how are you today? I'm good. Good, good. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Powerful. It's Amazing. great to have you gentlemen on. And, uh, you know, Mark, I, I've known Mark for a few years now, and Mark uh, set this up, and I was like, Mark, I want to do an interview with some of the cast members if, if we can make it possible. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, curiosity, right, when it comes to the, the backstory of Sasha Lanes, when you think about a family that's migrating from Detroit to Los Angeles, I think of Motown being from, you know, because I know some of the Gordies. But uh, can you give me the backstory of Sasha Langs? I'll, I'll try. And so it's a, it's a young young woman struggle to free herself from a dysfunctional environment. Uh, she's away from her parents, and and she has goals of of just finding some normalcy in life. I think, and she escapes Detroit and heads out to L.A. to see if she can make it. That's a big that's a big transition, I should say, because Detroit, you know, they've had their ups and their downs with the economy and L.A. It's full of opportunity and growth and expansion. And so if anybody in their right mind would want to move to Los Angeles. Right. I know I did when I was living in South Carolina back in 2008 and they changed my life. Mm -hmm. yeah, LA, L.A. is full of its, uh, you know, pitfalls and. Uh scams and you know a lot of stuff that you got to navigate as well absolutely and and so you know i've been graced by you gentlemen and 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 mark and and everybody a part of the sasha lane's production team but we're going to play a, a few clips of the film in this interview but i'm about your characters specifically so tico you play the father and when you you know, portraying this role of being a father, does it does it come into play where, you know, if if someone is a dad in real life, do you think that that plays a, a part in being able to portray a real father on on screen? No. If, if you've had a father, if you've seen a father, if you've been around fathers, you can play a father. You don't have to have been a father. I'm not uh, a father in real life. Although um, I look at my, my younger cousin almost like a son to me. Um, he's sitting right next to me. But uh, so I, I know a little bit of the ups and downs of what it's like to to try to mentor someone younger than yourself. Um, also, I was a kid once. And, uh, and I know what it was like being around my father and my stepdad. So I had so much to pull from um to play a father so no i don't think you have to be a father you don't have to be a doctor in real life to be play one on tv that's the fun part of being an actor is that you get to shift your normal routine to try to add some other experiences to yourself if you want to act crazy in real life that's not necessarily a great recommendation but you can do it on on screen that's right that's right that's Patrick. right how, how do you how do you gentlemen prepare for getting jumping into character? 
Well, I usually start with the script and and like read it and read it and read it to just to see where my character's coming from. Here is background, what he wants, what he's trying to do, see what his actions are in in, in the screenplay, and then kind of go from there. That's where I build it on. And then try to find that piece of me that's like him and then try to reach for other pieces to fill in fill in the blanks. How about you, Tico? It it depends on the script. You know, every script um kind of inspires something different in you. And for me playing a father, I don't I haven't gotten that chance to do that that much in my career. So uh, and playing an, a, a father that's been estranged from his daughter and then getting to to meet her after she's grown up. Uh, it's a fine line between how how close do you try to get when you haven't been there? You know, how how much can you touch? That, how much can you one, because the, the move balance. in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being being Sasha Lane's the, the character in the film, right, Sasha? and meeting her dad for the first time. There's got to be mixed emotions there. There's got to be a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, things like that, which leads me into my next question. Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, when you were casting these gentlemen, what were you looking for? Um, realness. Yeah. Realness is very important to me. It's funny because uh, Patrick just said he tries to find... <laughs> stuff that uh, is real from him. And that's kind of scary because he's done some villain roles. <laughs> so I don't know why he said, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I've been a fan of uh, Tico Wells for a very long time and I've known him through a mutual friend of ours. And uh, when I had the opportunity to work with him, he actually, uh, we met at a at a premiere for, I think it was Tupac's uh, Hollywood movie premiere of his movie. And I was with my producer and uh, Shakola and uh, she was like, "Let's let's put him in the film," and 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 they got the his information, and and we made it happen. So, because now that he's a, he's older, he's not the preacher anymore, the young guy. And I, I saw a little gray on him. I said he'd be a perfect father. So. Oh yeah, he's he's grayed <laughs> up, Atiko. He got the gray going, man. You, you fit that that role very well. So, so I had no problem uh, deciding on. Uh, <laughs> him to play that role based upon and I you know I love the movies he's been in you know I've worked with some of his co-workers as well uh, with the movie Flint Tale and A Day of Trouble I did I was with Hawthorne uh, 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 how did I forget Hawthorne's last Hawthorne name? Hawthorne James it's really James Hawthorne James yeah so and then one of my favorite movies of uh, Tico is Mississippi Masalas I watched that movie a thousand times wow and, and I followed that movie quite a bit. You know, I was uh, I was a little disappointed. I didn't see Tico and more stuff like that. Because at that point, I said, Tico is on his way. He with Denzel, baby, he on his way, you know. <laughs> but I guess he can elaborate on that a little bit more. But the Mississippi Masalas with Denzel Washington, Tico Wells, was a phenomenal film. He got to play it was, absolutely. With, his, with his father. You know, the character that played his father was, oh, man. And, and Tico played that role well, trying to be a street southern hood. <laughs> you know, but anyway, I'm sorry, I... I went somewhere else. <laughs> you didn't go anywhere else, man. I mean, you know, you know, it's funny. I, I think one thing we all have in this interview right now in common, we were all at the All Eyes on Me uh, premiere. I was oh. the one at Atlantic Station <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia, sitting mm. 
right down, literally right behind Clifton Powell. Mm. And, um, you know, it, and I thought it was a great film. Uh, someone who I know personally, uh, Kat Graham, you know, she played Jada. And, and just, stop, stop, stop. Kat Graham, you're talking to the guy who got Kat, Kat Graham. Her name wasn't Kat then, but people will talk about that. On her first feature film, <laughs> right. I cast her in a movie called Forbidden Fruits. Oh, and every great. time Kat Graham sees me, she freezes because it's like, Mark Casey, you still out here in Hollywood? Yes. I put that her is, in her first feature film. Mark Casey did that for Kat Graham. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Tim. You, you know what's <laughs> funny about, okay, I'll just share this real quick. So I, I ran into her uh, recently in, a, well, a few years ago, actually, at a Fashion Island in uh, Newport, Newport Beach. And I actually, uh, op she opened up for me at the Knitting Factory in Hollywood when I first moved to Hollywood when I was doing shows. And it's just wild to see how far she's come after Vampire Diaries and, and of course, you know, you casting her. So uh, this leads me into my next question, Mark. You've been so gracious to share with the viewers that are gonna see this interview some footage from Sasha Lanes. Can you give me a description of these clips that we're about to play for? Um, I hate to say this, but I don't. I, I know I sent you quite a few. <laughs> so I, I can't. I can't describe which one. I know one of them has Patrick um, going off uh, walking with Sasha, uh, and he sees Paula J. Parker uh, and goes off on her. And I know there's another scene when Tico is is first time seeing his daughter, and he's walking her to the car. And calling her Doodoo Bug, whatever kind of name they play yes, name they had. Yes, when we'll he was play a kid. both of those right here. And when we come back, gentlemen, uh, I I got mm -hmm. some some questions for you to give some advice to to our audience at home. We'll be right back. So you must be Sasha from Detroit. Yep, that's me, Mr. Richard. Right? Call me Rich because I'm about that money, <laughs> and I'm gonna show you how to make some too. All right. You grab your bag, and I'm going to take you to where you stand. So how was your trip? You see me. Ah, not Is everything okay? Yeah, just a uh, rideshare driver. She tried to overcharge me once. So don't worry about it. Baby girl, I just sent one home look just like you. Go back wherever you came from. Go right back. I can't believe it. Is it really you? Is it really you? I mean, really? Is it really you? <laughs> Is it you? You. <laughs> I can't believe my little doodoo bug all grown up. Daddy, doodoo bug? Yeah, doodoo bug. Doodoo bug. Who else is gonna call you doodoo bug? But your daddy. <laughs> your daddy. You in? I didn't think you wanted to have anything to do with me since I was gone most of your life. You know, I'm sorry. Hey. Was you okay, baby girl? No, 
Sasha, what are you doing here? Didn't I tell you on the phone my situation? Uh, Smith, I don't want to be here either, but daddy dropped me off and I have nowhere else to go. Who daddy are you talking about? I ain't got no daddy. You talking about Kevin? That married that Haitian? Her name is Sabrina. Nobody asked her. Jasmine? Can I come in? Jasmine, come out here. Can I come in? You might want to get in the car. You might want to get in the car. Well Jasmine. Guys, that you know, those were some of the clips. And thank you, gentlemen, you know, Patrick and, and Tico and, and Mark uh, for sharing those clips. And I know that the film is available on Amazon Prime on Tubi for all of the viewers at home. But one of the questions that I've been asking pretty much everybody this year on On Air with Brennan J, what is some of the advice that you have for those pursuing a career during a time where there's a lot of confusion in the industry. And I think this happens every few years, right? Where you get these strikes and these disagreements, but where do you guys stand as actors, you, Tico and Patrick, when it comes to SAG, when it comes to the Writers Guild? Well, I stand with the writers. Uh, I mean, last time we had a strike, we, uh, we weren't as strong as we should have been. And, yes. uh, and then along with the whole emerging streaming networks and everything came in on, and then joining with AFTRA, I mean, a lot of people thought they would make uh, SAG stronger by joining with AFTRA, but it, I, I don't think it did. And we kind of ended up losing a lot of people off of the insurance. So that was a big issue for a lot of actors is their insurance. But I, I think, you know, SAG's got to really stand up because they got a lot of stuff to negotiate with the AI, with the streaming, with, you know, with a lot going on. Get those residuals back to where they should be. Residuals back to where they should be. Speaking like, of AI, I, right, it, it, it's incredible now. Like, I, I saw an ad, and I don't know if it was Facebook or whatever it was that I was, that was I glanced. And they actually are are setting up sites or, or app apps, whatever they are, right? Uh, where you can get contracts already templates uh, drawn up for you based on AI. I mean, it's it's incredible all of the things you can do with AI. Yeah, we got to get those residuals worked out like that. Uh, what's that uh, show that came on uh, Netflix? The Korean show is super popular, but they ended up, you know, not getting any residuals, not getting a lot of money and they're under contract to make another season. Yeah, that's that's tough because and I think if, if from my understanding, when it comes to SAG, if you and Mark, you can you can answer this, right? Because you make a lot of film. If you already have actors and, and talent and, and directors like yourself and others right under contract and, and that contract supersedes when the strike started or goes into full effect, doesn't that contract supersede and it doesn't affect the, the current progress of the, the production because you're already under contract? Absolutely. That they're talking about new stuff that's written, meaning that new episodes won't be written, but the old ones are still in effect. But the new ones you cannot, they're not making any new episodes. So wow. no, no new episodes are being written right now. But there's a the, the transition 
with this streaming is 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 causing a lot of uh, backlash because they're not paying. <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, the, they give you one lump sum of money and then they're going to milk your TV show or your movie forever. And that's the sad part about it. So they, I'm glad that they're starting to work this out because it's going to benefit everyone because you can't just buy my product, give me one payment and then milk it for life. And that's what they, perpetuity, uh, that's what a lot of time, that's why Netflix, Netflix is notorious for that. They give you a, a, a chunk of money, but independent, they don't pay that well. The independent, I'm just keeping it 100. Right. And you get no residuals. I say it again. The independent ones, independent and Hollywood, get no residuals. They get an upfront uh, money. And that's why uh, places like Amazon and Tubi came along where they have ad ran things and you get you get you do get a residual. Right. But Netflix wasn't given residual at all. It was it was considered what they call a buyout. Um, yeah. So, but I'm gonna say this to you, you know, I'm with the writers guild, I'm with SAG, I'm with all that. However, me, I'm a I'm a maverick. And the people they're fighting are not people like myself. They're fighting the studio system. Um, I'm taking advantage of this time right now because there's going to be work that needs to be done because at some point you're going to get tired of watching the same old Netflix shows and how many times you're going to watch Martin's show. So they're going to need content. So me, I've geared up and revved up my content to get it going you know, because of that. But You're a content provider, I love it and I respect. So you. I'm not, I'm not allowing, you know. Yeah, I'll go on the pickets lines with you, but guess what? When I go home, I'm typing. Well, when COVID <laughs> hit, right? Everybody was like, "Oh no, COVID's gonna it, it shut everything down." I, I looked at COVID as a blessing in disguise because I launched uh, the Brandon J Show, hence, and and you know, <laughs> fifty something episodes, and then on air, Brandon J was birthed last year, and it's taught us that we can be. Uh, it, it forces us to be more creative, right? We don't have to find a, a multi-million dollar studio to rent out and and find all this people. We can actually put this thing together as independent filmmakers and content producers. And hence, I'm in the top 2% of digital creators, rising creators on Facebook. Nothing's mm. impossible. At all. And I, I'm going to add to that. Uh, is a guy named D-Nice. Yes. Uh, before COVID, no one knew who the hell he was. Right now, he's the the the, the single sought out after uh, urban black DJ at every event, the Grammys, the uh, BET Awards, the Oscars, whatever. They, if you go to any of the after parties, he is the one that's contracted now, and he didn't have that that fame or glory until COVID. He decided yeah. to set up his his uh, DJ equipment. Turn on Instagram and Facebook and started DJing. Then Oprah made a mistake and jumped on. And then the world jumped on because Gail jumped on. And before you know it, Beyonce, everybody, and it changed his life. COVID was a blessing. I did three movies during COVID. I'll say it wow. again. I did three movies during COVID. <laughs> so uh, I took advantage of that time. Now, it was hard to bring in a lot of uh, my celebrities. And I, I couldn't get them in because they were scared. Uh, but I was in the thick of COVID during the movie I got called Black Skin. And um, I just made it happen. You know, it is. I, I take a I take a lemon and make it out of lemonade, no matter what the go. situation is. We all got to take a lemon and make lemonade out of you, it. You can't sit back and say, yeah. oh, whoa. So I'm not letting this writer's guild stop me. I'm going to take advantage of it. That's <laughs> it. That's I'm what not going to sit do. back. Because I know at some point. The studio going to have to. Uh, they're going to. They're going to agree to an agreement, and they're going to need. They're going to need. They're going to need uh, content. 
So be ready, be prepared for it. Don't sit back and well, say- they can't stay in business without content. You're, you're so yeah. right on that. So this to me is a blessing in disguise. I'm, you know, I'm just keeping it 100. I don't, what's I don't next let... for you gentlemen? Like what, what are you guys working on right now? Like we, we, we know Sasha Lanes is out and for all of you that want to stream it, Amazon Prime Tubi right now, Sasha Lanes uh, starring uh, Tico Wells, Patrick Fawcett, who's been gracious enough to to join us on this interview. But what are you gentlemen working on right now? What's next? Well, I'm I'm directing a, a documentary right now for a company that I work with called First Generation College Bound. And basically what First Generation College Bound does is uh, they help young, low to middle income families get the money to send their kids to college. That's and uh, working with them for about 33 years now. So this is our celebration of our 33rd year. No, I understand it. And, and Tico is traveling. So we thank you, Tico. Patrick, what's next for you, man? Uh, what's next for me? I'll, I've got another film out on BET Plus called Forbidden Fruit. Uh, and uh, I have an episode of Bosch Legacy. Uh, I did a, did some from the first season. And they brought me back for the second season. And I got an episode coming out. When, when the second season comes out later on this year, uh, I'm in that as well. And, and also, I'm I'm also a physical therapist. So I got a business, a physical therapy business. So that's in North Hollywood. So I'm there sometimes when I'm not working. And, and making it all work at the same time, man. I respect it. Yeah, it's a juggling act, but, you know, yes, you keep it going. I, I keep it. all the balls in the air. I get it. And Mark, I know you're working on new stuff because you and I had a conversation briefly before this interview. But what's what's next for Mr. Mark Casey? Man, I'm so excited, man. I'm so excited because God is really blessing me uh, with these projects. I have a new project that's out as well as Sasha Lane's. And I have a soundtrack that's currently on iTunes and, um, uh, 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 well, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube uh, music is called Black Skin, the soundtrack. And we have the Sounds of Blackness, uh, which, you know, that's the group that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis uh, produced uh, with AM Records. They did uh, three songs for the uh, the soundtrack, Black Skin. I shot that movie during the uh, George Floyd killings. I went, packed up the mobile homes and went to uh, Minneapolis and shot this movie during wow. COVID. So it has Dwayne Finley from The Wood. It has Miguel Nunez from Joanna Man in a lot of uh, Eddie Murphy's films. And it's called Black Skin. It's really about a true story about what happened to a young man who got murdered in his car by a police officer. And I'm extremely excited about that film. It drops in limited theaters in September. It's going to be in the theaters in um, Minneapolis, Los Angeles, and Atlanta. Uh, and I'm doing a, a Golden Globe campaign. Yes, an Oscar campaign, uh, NAACP campaign, and a Grammys campaign. I look at it like this. I, I look at it as the little movie that could, just like Moonlight. I look at my movie as the next Moonlight. I'm going to sneak up and bite Hollywood. Uh, I, so I'm a little bit different than Tico. Well, before Tico. I forget, Mark, when you oh, see ahead. Jimmy Jam again, tell him that Brandon J <laughs> wants to drive his Bugatti. <laughs> tell him, all right, I, I'm ready to drive that Bugatti. Are you ready for that? Talking about that the other day. So oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I want to plant the seed, He's a cool right? cat, man. He's a cool cat. I actually did a documentary about, it's called Minneapolis Sound, the people yeah. that Prince left behind. And he's part of that as well. So I, I interviewed 
little uh, uh, Dr. Fink from Prince and uh, man, there's so many people, man. So like I said, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really, this is a great time in my life and I'm moving. I, I used to regret and look back as why I'm not like uh, John Singleton, God, why I'm not like F. Gary Gray or Antoine Fuqua. He say, you're not on their timeline. I say, what? Yeah, you're not on their timeline. You're on my so, timeline. Bingo. So everybody has a timeline. You can't measure your success on someone else's success because you don't know what the hell they're going through and you don't know what they did to get there. There you I go. Sacrificed, I haven't sacrificed my soul. And so it's taken me a little longer because I didn't do the things that other folk did to make it in Hollywood. I respect and I can, look, hey, I, I can I, look at I, myself I, in a mirror and say, Mark Casey, you didn't do that. It's taking you longer. You ain't Antoine Fuqua, F. Gary Gray, or James Cameron, but you didn't do those things that they may have or may not have done. But it's your time is coming. I, I want to thank you for, for being on the show today. I want to thank you for sharing some of these clips from Sasha Lanes and advice for viewers out there that are actors, that are actresses, that are pursuing uh, screenwriters and directors and producers, because it's hard to sometimes to navigate when there's all these strikes going on and a lot of these things are mixed emotions and mixed information. So thank you, gentlemen, for sharing your perspective. Patrick Fawcett, Tico Wells, Mark Casey. Guys. I got I got one more thing to say. I can't get hey, off. Go ahead. You got the floor. <laughs> I got to say this, and I'm going to shut up. This is the best time ever for a Black female to make it in the industry. So if you're a Black female, this is your time. Hollywood has the door wide open for sitcoms, for TV shows, for BET, for it, you name it. This is the time. This There's no more excuses. Also, for everyone else that's not a Black female, you already have a built-in platform. You have YouTube. You have Snapchat. You have Twitter. You have a platform. TikTok. Issa I mean, Ray the list a, goes on. Issa Rae did a show that she based <laughs> off a YouTube uh, uh, a series. So there's no more excuses about being successful in the entertainment industry because you already have a built-in television broadcast station. I don't want to hear no And this YouTube, check me out on Make Peace U, the letter U. Make Peace, the letter U, all one word. That's my YouTube channel. Thank God, brother. I've been trying to get you back on social media and you because you would not go. I, I, no, I've been trying to get Tico back on uh, on social media. Gentlemen, you have social media handles underneath your, your frame here on the interview. So you're, you're covered. I got you covered. So we're going to make sure Tico, go back on Facebook. It's important. I have a lot of folk that has watched this movie because of just Facebook. Trust me, yeah, that's Facebook an outlet. Is powerful. Absolutely. Don't 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 negate Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, and I'm gonna go to, to your channel. I just started a podcast called Mark Casey and His Hollywood Moments. The Mark Casey and the Hollywood Moments podcast. I just started that where I can get more of my information out. So this is the the era of tech. You got to use your social media, Patrick and Tico. Uh, me and no, Brandon doing it. <laughs> Invite me on your show, Mark. Oh, I will, sir. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, Mark, let me know hey, when you want me to come on the show. And thank yes. you as always. You're, you, it's always great to have friends in the industry that are like-minded, that are opening the door for people, and that are encouraging people. Now is the time. I thank all of you gentlemen for being on the interview today. I'm Brandon. We'll see you next time here on All Day with Brandon J. Goodbye for... Now. Peace. 
I am Adele. I love playing live. I love the rush. I like feeling at home. I feel really at home on stage. I like people leaving my gig being really pleased. Hey, y'all, it's Chloe. Hi, this is Chris from Coldplay. It's Doja Cat. Hey, what's up? This is Dave from Glass Animals. Hey, what's up? It's Jay Balbin. Hey, it's Billie Eilish. What's good? It's Lady Gaga. Hi, it's BTS. What's good, everybody? It's Bozzy. Hey, y'all, it's Libby D. This is the worldwide premiere of my single, Take a Number, in the mix with Brandon J. To block this call and all future calls, press 7. You made me Uber home, and now you've blown up my phone. Yeah. You and lie all the time. Now you want me back, no surprise. See right through that shit in your eyes. Gotta work for me, I'm the prize. So hot. So posh, now you're trying to get in my life. Don't you make me wake up to another FaceTime with another boy crying, just feeding me a lines. Cause they're stuck in the past and they can't stand the fact that I moved on. So don't you come crawling back. Don't lie to me, you didn't call to chat. I know you miss me, that's so precious. So do all
You've shown your ass at least a thousand times You shook a thousand tries All the polish you go through But you need more than likes Just make your OnlyFans live I think you've peaked In your airplane seat
If you have not followed me on social media, make sure you follow me on all social media at I am Brandon J. And if we are not connected on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Brandon J. Each episode, we're going to feature brand new content with purpose behind it. News from Hollywood execs, artists, talent, entertainment news, you name it, all things Hollywood right here on On Air with Brandon J. Thank you for tuning in to On Air with Brandon J. Follow on Instagram at I am Brandon J.